really wasn't kidding about going. Oh, hey, everybody. How are you? How's your week going? Is it great? I certainly hope so. Mm, you look great today. Really, you're killing it. Crushing it. Crushing the game. Anyways, you ready for a brand new episode of your favorite podcast, Terribly Funny? Well, here it comes. And let me tell you what it's all about. It's a podcast where I talk to funny people about terrible things that have happened to them. Who am I, you may be asking? You're probably not, because this is probably not the first time you've heard it. But in case you are, I'm Steve Bazelon. I'm your host, your friend, your pal. And uh, today we have a great episode. Uh, it's an episode with an old dear friend of mine, uh, a man, an actor, a talented comedian by the name of Eric Edelstein. He is a goddamn delight. I met him first the first time about 10 years ago or so. Um, I used to run this television festival called the Independent Television Festival. And in the first year, Eric Edelstein, along with Jeremy Connor and uh, Jake Johnson, won the festival with a, sh- with a pilot called This Is My Friend. Uh, and I've been buddies with him ever since. He's such a talented man who uh, is also just a goddamn ray of sunshine. He really is. He's a force of positivity, and I don't know anybody who doesn't like him. He's been in all sorts of shit. You've seen him in Jurassic World. You've seen him in uh, uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, You've seen him in, uh, you can hear him in We Bear Bears, uh, American Dad. You've seen him on Drunk History. He was even on an episode of The Goldbergs, my little show. Um, He's been all around. He's fresh off the boat, love. Uh, Superior Donuts, Adam Ruins Everything. I'm just scrolling through his uh, uh, his IMDb, and it's long. The man is talented. And today we're going to talk about all sorts of fun stuff, um, mostly what it's like to uh, have a chronic illness. He had a, an illness much like mine, uh, some tum-tum issues. And we're going to talk all about that, about healthy living, about moving on, about growing. It's a good time. But before we get to Eric and his wonderful story, uh, we're going to do this part. Hey, do you like this podcast? If you do, go to our iTunes page. Subscribe. Give us a rating. That's cool. Give us a review. Say some nice stuff. That'd be fun. Um, also, check us out on social media. It's terribly underscore funny on Twitter. It's terribly funny podcast on Instagram. You can see a, a hot pick of me and Eric. Uh, and if you want to drop me a line to say, hey, man, uh, great work. Or, hey, man, adequate work. Or, hey, man, subpar work. You can do any of those, and I support all three. You can drop me a line at terriblyfunnypodcast at gmail. I'd love to hear from you. There, that part's done. Now, let's get to our buddy, our pal, uh, uh, the man who is really just one of my favorites, Eric Edelstein, everybody. Theme music. Let's get into it. Man, shit, Frank. 15 years now? A long time. But, but I think the main reason I always feel such an affinity with you beyond everything else, aside from I met you when my career took off with Jake. Yeah. But but you also have stomach stuff. Sure do. And so I think... No longer, not come with. No but, longer. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. I believe this. And I truly believe that it's something you can work on and change mm-hmm. completely. Because I know I did. But I, when I was 23 years old, I got right. diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I didn't know you had Crohn's. Yeah, man. I know. I, was well, I, keep, I keep it real quiet because you used to not be able to get insured for movies, and yeah. I'm still slightly reticent about it, but now I'm like, fuck it. And I think, based on my story, so many people can learn a proper way to handle it because yeah. what the medical community does with it, as I'm sure you well know, is does not have a ton of empathy or, I think, a, a viable solution. No, and it's, it is, uh, I was on, I'm like involved in the uh, Crohn's and Colitis Gala now, and I help out with that, because I was diagnosed with colitis when I was 23, and I was on a phone call yesterday with like a woman who's like spearheading like, you know, advertising and trying to, you know, just raise money for it, and she was talking about like the metric, what it used to be like, 
one in 215 people in the United States had it. Now it's like after with like the newest survey, it's one in every hundred. So 1% of the population has either Crohn's or colitis. And it's like this silent thing that like no one talks about because it's embarrassing because it's all shit stuff. Yeah, exa exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I also think I'm sure it's going to keeping more and more because when I look at TV, it's like commercials for bad food mm -hmm. and then pharmaceutical products. Humera, take, Humera, Humera. Dude, after yeah. you eat the bad food, you're going to have to take these pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And it's so crazy to me because... When I got diagnosed with it, I'm sure it's similar for you, you're kind of, I'm an optimist. I remember mm -hmm. I got diagnosed with it and I didn't know what it was. And I was yeah. so loopy from it. My buddy, my, my, my real good buddy in college, Mike, drove me home and I could tell he was freaked out. And then I called my mom, still loopy from the meds, feeling right. great, and she started to cry. Wow. So that was when I knew it was something. But I'm like, nah, it's okay. And at that yeah. time, I was announcing ba basketball for Gonzaga. And it was probably going to really? keep Really? I didn't know it. you did that. Man, I was the t television... I knew you were a Gonzaga fan, but Oh, Jesus. buddy, it's a great story. I was the television announcer for Gonzaga. And they were a tiny school that had only mm -hmm. been to the tournament one time in 95. So they didn't have a TV deal. So I was the student announcer. But if you wanted to watch the games, you had to watch me. But nobody, everybody was there. The games weren't even sold out then. Now they have to camp for a yeah. week. And it was this wonderful thing, and I wasn't a great announcer. All my roommates were on the team. Yeah. I worked basketball camp. Coach Few is this wonderful guy that just brought me into the team. They're these magical souls. And if my buddy Mike was the starting small forward. He and I started out doing this weird comedy act together after he tore his ACL. Oh, wow. And That's a left turn. Good crazy, for him. Crazy. And he didn't even want to. He was just going to, he was a funny straight man. Right. And he wanted to create a way to propose to his now wife. Oh, wow. And we did it, and it turned into this thing. And... I remember he drove me and I got the Crohn's diagnosis, but I was still thinking, I, I don't, I, yeah. I, I don't really know what this is. The next day I got the local paper and there was a review for a movie called One Night at McCool's. Oh, sure. Wait, who's in John there? Goodman. That's my right. hero. Right. If you ask me whose career I would most like yeah. without having the shadow stuff of weirdness, it'd be him. Have As you, a character actor, have I have him. I've not worked with him yet. I did with him once. Did you really? He was, he was <laughs> on Community back in the day. Oh. <sighs> And he was in uh, he was in two or three episodes, but he was in one episode we wrote in the finale, and it was just like so exciting. And I was twenty nine or thirty at the time, twenty nine I think. He came up to me, um, Annie, Mevin, and I afterwards because we were still partners. And he came up like he we he was wrapped. We like said thank you so much, really appreciate it. And he like thank you, it was a pleasure to be here. Walked away, and then like thirty seconds later came back like tap on the shoulder, and he's like uh, also when you are both very successful big writers and producers, please think of me when I'm an old man. No, he did not. Yeah. Did he really? Yes. Like just saying, like, you're, a bunch of, you're a bunch of young upstarts. Who knows if you go anywhere? But if you do, think of me for work when I'm an old man. That, and what I, a goddamn I, dream. No, and I relate to that completely with every yeah. gig I'm on and kids and stuff and anybody wants, I'm almost like, think of me. Yeah. Think of me. Yeah. Because that's what I love about him because he's at his heart. He's like the, the patron saint of character actors. Yes. Because he's just right there. He's got his few moments. And can do everything. E every, everything and anything. Yeah. And he was just an early hero of mine. So I was e excited to read the review mm -hmm. for One Night at McCool's. And then it said, sadly, the screenwriter of One Night at McCool's could not see his movie come to the theaters because he died three weeks ago of Crohn's disease. Oh, God. <laughs> like, the, like the next day. Man. Jesus. And that was when I started to... <laughs> Freak out for sure, but the wonderful thing about it was it definitely. I remember thinking within that second, looking at the pain, be like, "Man, I'm gonna move to Los Angeles and try to act," because it I just was, like flipped a switch. Like, no, I'm not wasting time. 
Kind of, wow. yeah, because I really it was burning in me, and I, but also it was just in deep, deep pieces of denial. Right. So it wasn't that wouldn't be dealt with for years. But it, that was the thing about like, well, shit, if this is what's going on, because mm -hmm. I ha had this stuff undiagnosed for years. Like I couldn't go away to school when I was 18 because my knee blew up. Oh fuck! The size of like a grapefruit, and I just couldn't walk. All the joint and they thought stuff. I had like arthritis stuff, and they didn't know it was the stomach until years, years wow. later, all through college where I'd have these joints intermittently blow up and right. I wouldn't know what it was. And it would attack like the right side of my body. Hmm. And they misdiagnosed me a ton of times, gave me every kind of medication you can imagine. And then it wasn't until I finally got the scope that I, that they knew it was Crohn's disease and the arthritis was actually a you know, fun side yeah. effect of it. Yeah. Yeah, which, which can happen. I used to have that, I mean, less so the blowing up, but just like years of steroids. And I used to get like always rashes oh, on my body. shit. Prednisone? Oh, prednisone. Fuck so me much so prednisone. hard. Fuck me so hard. Did, did you ever have any weird mental stuff with the prednisone? Uh, I was lucky that I didn't really have, like I think I got a little more short fused and was a little bit more emotional, but never like, because it can be like full on mania in some people. No, and like, I remember I had it for maybe 10 seconds once mm. and it freaked me out so bad. It was 10 seconds with my mom and my sister and I was probably like 22 or 23. And I remember I, I could tell I was like detached from reality. I thought right. they were plotting against me to like get me in a home. And I immediately snapped out of it and I was cognizant of, okay, that's that prednisone, so don't take that. So I would right. kind of err on the side of having my knee hurt right? and go roll with the stomach stuff. Because right. honestly, I would maybe take that more than the prednisone until it gets to a certain point. Yeah, I was lucky I never had that. Uh, and similarly to like your story about like the Spremier one night in the cools, um, I was, this, uh, I'm just going back to this well again, but when I was working at community, I remember like I had the first year anniversary of like after having my surgery, like after having my colon removed. And I remember talking to like the then showrunner and just mentioned it to him. And he's like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, my, uh, yeah, my brother died of, of, uh, of uh, Crohn's. Or maybe it was colitis. And I was like, what, how? <laughs> I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know this. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you never mentioned it. He's like, yeah. You know, he was very sick and uh, he was on a ton of steroids and I think it just really caused a lot of mania and he shot himself in the stomach. And I was like... Are you kidding? I was like, yeah. I'm so glad I didn't know this two years ago right. when I was like in the weeds. And and it's amazing how many people know somebody that's died from Crohn's disease yeah. and they're willing to volunteer it. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something that, free, that freaks you out and there's no way not to be kind of freaked out yeah. by it. But the, the nice thing for me, and kind of what, what I love about your podcast, is that it really did push me to move to Los Angeles and pursue my dream. Everyone backed me up. Yeah. My parents were wonderfully supportive. They just paid for me to go to Gonzaga, mm -hmm. get a degree in broadcasting. The coaches there are these wonderful humans that they were going to let me announce, right. keep announcing, do like weekend sports. I was going to go do traffic up in a single engine Cessna. Sure. Even though I'm what? at the time I was terrified to fly, That's so I had nuts. a big plan to do Xanax uh -huh. and get up on the Cessna every day. And then after I read the One Night in McCool's thing, I was like, shit, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I moved down here, and then through all these magical circumstances, everything clicked into place down here. But meanwhile, right. I still had this. I moved down at like 20, and then I got really sick again. Mm -hmm. and I definitely was not taking good care of myself. And I got very sick again. And I was in Kaiser, and I remember the doctor made me go to the emergency room. And right. I wasn't insured. And they, they were like, well, Ugh. they have to do the scopes and everything. I'm like, what are you going to do? You're just going to tell me I have Crohn's disease and I'm bleeding a little bit. Yeah. Like, what, what is it? like, you have to go. So I'm like, I'm not insured. So I remember going, taking it so, 
unseriously had friends like bringing me in Arby's and more Vicodin. Right. We know everything to say, guys. And then Mark Gagliardi, God mm-hmm. love him. I don't know if you know Mark, but he's a mm-hmm. very magical soul. Yeah. He is the first guy that ever got drunk on Drunk History. Oh, fun. They sure. kind of turned it into a I thing. Think, yeah. And then Lin Manuel saw that because it was about Hamilton. Yeah. And he's brought Mark back. He's like, dude, I watched you. I watched your Drunk History. Now Mark's on the CBS show playing called Blood and Treasure. Playing oh, the sure. Priest every, I'm so proud Good of him. Good for him, man. But we struggled together. We were working at a pizza place at the time. Uh, called Pizza Bell in the back of a liquor store on Highland and Franklin. Oh, right up the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah right there. Yeah. And I used to work in the Starbucks there. And he came in, and he was a weed guy. Mm-hmm. And I'd only ever done it like two or three times. Sure. Freaked the hell out. Yeah. And then he, this was back in the day. He first pitched me like, me- yeah, medical vodka. That's my plan. Uh, uh, medical weed. Fuck off, Mark. And then he, this was so analog so long ago, he brought me out a printout of the miracles that some people had with Crohn's disease and weed. Yeah. And I like, shit. I mean, I've had a horrible experience with this twice. Like I freaked out with the, at the woods behind my house lunch with kids that were younger than me and they'd all smoke and I never had. And like this, this yeah. is not for me here. Yep. But I'm like, if some people are having a miracle thing, I'll just try this. And it was insane. Yeah. I remember I went to this other actor friend and got a bag and I'm like trying to figure out how to do it. And man, I did it, and it was like every symptom went away. Really? I went from going to the bathroom like 10 times a day to none. Or, That's you know, like nuts. one or two. Like immediately, like it immediately soothed my body. That is so lucky. To this, man. Cr- I know, to this cr- absolutely crazy degree. Hmm. And, and, the, and what I love now is you can just do the CBD. Yep. And you don't have to get high. Because yep. if memorizing lines, or even I just think acting in general, it's 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 one thing if it's like at night and like oh, I'm, I'm I'm having a chill evening, but yeah. like during the day, if that's yeah, the only way to abate it. Yeah, even a few it. days before, man, I, you just I need all. Yeah. My brain's limited. I need all of it. And yeah. the fact I can just do the CBD now. But the other the the the, the CBD help. But the main thing for me was I just did a total lifestyle change. Hmm. And you so, did this like this is still 23, 24? No, it this took years yeah, yeah. and years and years and years. And also, I think I may have exacerbated my Crohn's disease maybe by doing the Atkins diet in college. Oh, sure. So I kind of had a backwards idea I could improve it eventually. Right. And then. Well, that's always in the back of my mind. Like, I, when I, if I really when I commit really this. need to, when they're like threatening me with surgery, that I'll kick it in. I know I can. What's well, like the notion, like, I bet you if I really trained, I don't know anything about oh, karate, yeah. but if I really trained for a year, I could be really good or whatever the fuck. But I kind of think you could. Oh my you God, have thank heart. you. No, yeah. I think you can. It goes a long I mean, way. But like that notion of like. No, you'd be fine back. Yeah, like you, you watch like American Ninja Warrior, like, I bet you if I trained, I'd be I good. I could do that. Yeah. I don't need to try. Everybody I mean, thinks they can. No, yeah. for sure. For it's like sure. the dollar, uh, putting the crimpled dollar into the, the vending machine. Everybody oh, thinks, yeah. like, I can do this one. Yeah. You couldn't do it, but I got it. No, I got yeah. it. And mm-hmm. I kind of did. And the weed was also almost too easy for me. Right. Where it immediately helped me a ton. And then, a few years ago, I got very sick. But it was... Really? It's kind of funny now. Uh-huh. But this was November of 2016... And I was, I've always been an insomniac, and mm-hmm. somebody recommended some Whole Foods insomnia thing. Right. And mind you, I was not living very healthy at this point anywhere. Could certainly be living healthier. But I took a, they're not sure, it was either a Whole Foods supplement with mm-hmm. kava kava, which can be toxic to certain people, and you should not mix with alcohol. Uh-huh. Find all this out later. Sure. Or 
to a certain tiny amount of people, 0.001 omega-3s, you can have a horrible reaction. Really? Yeah, or if you can get a toxic dose of omega-3s. Right. Whatever happened at some point in November 2016, friend, I started to turn yellow. You were a jaundiced baby. I turned, Jesus. my wife looked at me and she's like, you're yellow. And I went to the, I freaked the fuck were out. Were you doing turmeric? Because I know like friends who had like lupus and you did a ton of turmeric. Oh, just like, I, I definitely do turmeric now. Yeah. Now I'm on this road. To right. <laughs> but no, I was yellow and I drove out to like the SAG place at Woodland Hills negotiating and just terrified and yeah. I couldn't believe it. And then my, my they measure your bilirubin and that's the amount of dye or whatever in the yellow. And my mm -hmm. bilirubin kept going up to insane levels. And then my doctor, I saw a liver guy, and then he was like out of town for a wedding, and then my regular doctor freaked out. She's like, you gotta go to Cedars. So I went to the hospital, and they were monitoring me, and these levels just kept going up. Jesus. And you're sitting there, they're checking for a liver disease. And then meanwhile, they're checking my liver for other stuff. Mm -hmm. And they can check for everything. And they come in, they're like, they're like how often do you drink? I'm like, ah, two or three nights a week. Mm -hmm. like, how many drinks you have? I'm like, I don't know, three or four. Yeah, you haven't damaged your liver with drinking. Like, well, that's nice to hear. Yeah, and I was kind of like, great. what? But then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm waiting to hear if I have to get a transplant because of kava kava. Because if they told me, I was kind of like, they told me, if like, have you ate like shit for 20 years? Mm -hmm. Eating, drinking? I'm like, I don't know how you'd find shit. I try to be a vegetarian. I try to, but I eat poultry and sometimes I drink and eat steak or blah. Mm -hmm. I, they're like, yeah, you can't eat like that. You're, you're going to lose your liver, dude. No. But when they're like, no, you're fine. You just took a weird supplement. That's fucking nuts. And then hilariously, so I, I don't know if you ever have it where you're not feeling well, so you don't drink. Mm -hmm. So the night of the election, Hillary Trump, I was not feeling well and didn't want to drink. Yeah, and, then I went, and then I went to Musso and Frank's. This was earlier in the week, like a Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever that was, before the Sunday I turned yellow. And then I wasn't feeling great. And then I saw the election, how it was going down. I'm sitting uh -huh. there and I'm watching like busboys, like crying him back because they think they're being deported and then I'm going to come out and put on a face. It was the saddest thing ever. So I'm like, Ruben, Ron, let's go. So I got hammered. Yeah. And I, I think, think a lot of people did that night. That was combined with the Kava Kava, the big mover. Because I hadn't drank in a while and I think that combined with the Kava Kava. So I'm like the, a very early Trump victim. Because <laughs> He's one of the earliest ones. No, I got absolutely hammered. Like I'm like, I'm pushing through this shitty feeling in my body not uh, wanting to drink. It's also crazy that he... Caused you to turn the same color as him, the, dude. How you turned into a cheeto? Yeah, yeah. That's almost, and I looked. I looked like an oompa loompa, Fuck. and it was crazy. And then it was just unbelievable because they're in there doing tests, and you're just negotiating like you can't believe. Yeah. And I really hadn't changed my. Do you mean negotiating like like to a higher power? Yeah, like, for sure. I'm yeah. definitely a spiritual guy. And then also backtracked all this is that. I've done drunk history, mm -hmm. and there's maybe not anything good about being able to go to any bar in the country, and somebody there's probably seen you chugging beer faster sure. than about any other human on the planet. Yep. Like if you brought in water right now, I can chug it. It's an evil skill, friend, and no good can come from <laughs> yeah. Atlanta, Detroit, uh -huh. any, Winnipeg, anywhere. Somebody's probably seen drunk history and wants to bring over booze. And this is where yeah, that, that's, I... That's okay sometimes, but not all no, the No, because friend, this is where I finally learned boundaries and uh -huh. people pleasing and saying no. Because I got sick with the liver thing. And you wouldn't believe. And like people will really be aggressive if you don't want to take their drink in a yeah. bar. 
It's really funny. Because they're already boozy. And they're like, I'm doing something nice for you. That's it. And the yeah. genius of drunk history is they edit you to make to look so much cooler than you really are. They don't yeah. have the three hours of me rambling about my dog or mm-hmm. like why I really need to talk about Willie Nelson and Paul English and that story's better, Derek. They have me edited to a finite three and a half minutes looking like the coolest person you can mm-hmm. drink with. And a very planet. composed, funny drunk. Yeah, completely. Yeah. We're taught... Go get some surveys from people I drank with when I was doing it. It'll come back pretty mixed. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it's not that, but people expect that. I and mean, you don't want to let them down. But that was the greatest thing of literally being told, like, dude, you're yellow, so you can't drink for a long time, to just dig in and tell people no. Yeah. And then even now, and then my doctors, there's also the shadow side of Hollywood creeps and everything, where my doctors are drunk history fans. And they sit me down to do this whole thing of like smiling and telling me my liver tests are back and I can drink again. Like, Eric, and I'm like, oh, oh, I know, I know, right? That's a weird thing. Well, that's the weird thing you get from everything. Also, yeah. and I don't know if you ever had this with your stomach stuff, is any doctor will try to push pills on you. Or not even push pills on you, but if I've had doctors that, I was in Hawaii and a doctor freaked out I was in Jurassic World and offered to give me other pills for fun. And that's happened a few times. And it's a weird Thing, it's bizarre, friend. And yeah. it's stuff you don't think of. And yeah. it's, it's strange. And there's all these enablers. And I, I kind of was at that weird crossroads. And my wife was such a saint. And was so helpful to me. And then it's amazing. Where I just kind of went completely holistic. And mm-hmm. I'm a parody of myself now. Yeah. Where for whatever reason, I have all these magical healers. All female. I have Guru Dave, my acupuncturist. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Uh, I have a chiropractor. I've got Reiki, um, I have Dr. Gerber, who's the naturopath, mm-hmm. and now, now not only have I not had a drink since then, but I'm, I'm full-on plant-based and vegan, Wow. which I'm always reticent to say because so much wrong has been done by that asshole vegan that people have heard from before, sure. but I just know for me, I think so much with the Crohn's and stuff, for me at least, the way it's explained to me, certain people just should not have dairy. Yeah. Because I'm- I know... F- when I stopped and gave up dairy and eggs, finally, I'm like, I'll just try this to right. see. And it was like another one of those magic things. Right. Where instantly my inflammation went away. It looked like I think I gained weight, but I think inflammation just went away. Yeah. Used to be, I'd still have little bits of knee stuff right. when, it, when it would rain. But now I've been almost totally plant based for a year and I can't believe how good I feel. I don't take any medicine. I mean, if it works, that's, that's like, see, what my thing was when I was sick, like, I would, tr- I tried everything. I threw like every noodle at the wall. I did like every pill, every injection. I did infusions. I also tried like every diet. I went to acupuncturist, a homeopathic. I got like cold lasers from like a from a, a chiropractor. Oh, I did like God. a non FDA approved drug that like my uh, my GI was cool enough that he had his own private pharmacist that would make it for me. I like tried what? everything. What? Yeah, and oh, I tried like man. every diet under the sun. Like I did one thing. There was like this book about like, fuck, I'm forgetting the name of it now. But it's basically. A Crohn's and colitis book and about a guy like restarting the system like you know allowing it to yeah. come cool and you can like reboot and there's this diet where you just eat nothing but this homemade chicken soup with a bunch of coconut oil in it for uh for two months yeah so for every meal for two months like I did all that shit and the infuriating thing was is like I never saw the the uh, uh any sort of success that you did like I tried everything like nothing would fucking work because I would have been happy like if I had to eat chicken soup 
for every meal for oh, the rest yeah. of and like occasionally I, I like it's a special night or whatever but if I if that would have worked I would have been happy to do it but just nothing fucking worked oh so God. you find like the you find the, the thing like the yeah that all the tumblers click into place and the lock un- yeah. opens do it well because I'd never ate fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. and I was a junk food guy and then now to kind of realize what I put into my body is nutrition yeah I, I, and, and, but fuel. I also know, and then when I had all my scans done, when I did turn yellow, the doctor's like, okay, what are these scans in your intestines? So it's definitely still there. And it's something that maybe if I, I don't have symptoms, but I know it's still there. Right. Uh, the other thing I'm definitely in the meditation camp Yeah. and there's tons of science on that. I mean, I'm, I'm in the, the Lynch cult, so sure. we're all primed to go out and give, give the gospel of it, but there's tons of science on, you know, white blood cells and reducing cortisol. So I know it definitely feels like that helps me a lot, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I just feel lucky, and I feel like I wouldn't have this health if I hadn't had the weird, bad stuff that happened before. Because now I feel great. Well, that's like the. Th- I mean, mm-hmm. you're, I think, lucky enough that you ha- went through this and like sought to find the answers. Like I remember the only time I was like really in the weeds. It was probably six months, seven months before my surgery, and like I finally was like, all right, I'm gonna go to a support group. Cause like I was always like reticent to do it. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm strong. I didn't tell anybody about it for such a long time. Cause I was like, similarly, like, yeah, I just didn't want to be defined by it. And I was just like coming to grips with myself and trying to like act like it wasn't there, even though it was like so omnipresent over everything. Yeah. But like I went to a support group once and I was like at that time probably shitting 30 times a day and was like weighed 98 pounds or something. and was like a disaster. And everybody else in the support group, like not to marginalize what they were going through, but I was like, fuck you. Like there was one girl who was like, I know it's just every time I have Taco Bell, I just oh, immediately God. go to the bathroom afterwards, but it's just so good. I can't stop. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's your issue? Are you just cut that thing out? I'm fucking dying. And you're just like casually eating the oh chalupa. My, put the chalupa down. Yeah. So like, it's that was like, I just can't go back. Like I'm no. not, you do your own thing and you'll get there maybe eventually. But love. this is just <laughs> making me fucking infuriated. I don't need more anger in my life. So what did you do? Like, how did you eventually... I, you know, my surgeon, or my surgeon, my GI, like two years before I had the surgery, he suggested like, you know, I think it may be time to start considering, the, you know, having the surgery. And similar to what you said about like, you know, people just pushing pills and stuff. He was like, I saw him for me. He was the one who diagnosed me. So like I was with him for like nine years, eight years. Sure. But still I was like, no motherfucker. Yeah. I'm not, because once you take it out, you can't put it no. back in. Like, what if it's not the thing? And that yeah. was like my fear because, you know, colitis technically has a cure and that you can remove the colon. Yep. Crohn's does not because you can't, you can't live without your small intestine. Yeah. My dad has colitis. It comes through. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like my concern that I would take it out and then, and then they'd be like, oh, it's also in your small intestine because they were never able to get up that far because my colon was so fucked. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah. So really? But, yeah. I mean, they were like, we don't think so based on your levels. And I, you know, had an endoscopy at one point during oh. a, a colonoscopy, but they, even then they couldn't see that much. So it was like this fear, like, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not taking it out. And then after two years of trying more and more shit and finally got to the place where like, I'm exhausted. I feel like I've tried everything. I feel at peace now. So I think that was the thing. Like, I feel at peace. Like I'll do the extreme thing. Wow. And it was awful. It was like, you know, four months of, uh, you know, pun intended, just very shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it was like two and a half months in the hospital, a bunch of surgeries. And then as soon as I got out, it was like, 
fucking you know miracle like after that never looked back and yeah. could eat what I wanted and like there was a period of time actually right after the surgery I'm really usurping the conversation but no was, I asked man because yeah. I'm genuine because what we'd love is for people to hear this and you know there's multiple ways to get out for sure and that so far beyond what your doctor says and like talk to other doctors because there's yeah there's, don't accept that one absolute truth no and eat better don't go to Taco Bell yeah like at a certain point in time yes I think so much of this is relying on your diet. And it's so hard, especially, yeah. you know, we all want the pint of ice cream. Oh, whatever. it's goddamn delicious. But it's incredible. And you're like, you know, you, you sometimes even you're not feeling good or when you're feeling good. But yeah. you can't, you, you, there's, a, there's a better way. I am lucky now that like, well, because right after I had the surgery and then as I was recovering, like the notion of like broccoli or spinach or anything like that was like, made me somewhat nauseated. Because my body was like, I weighed 90 pounds. My body's like, no motherfucker. I just ate so much lasagna and shit. Oh my God. Because my body's just like, we need fat. Dude, let's go. And it was a goddamn dream. And then like, my, my diet's pretty good now, but I still like, I'll eat burgers and shit. And it's like, I'm so fortunate that like, I don't worry about it. Actually, it kind of helps me. Sure. Because I don't have, uh, I'm missing like eight feet of tubing. So like, yeah. that gives me extra bulk in a way that like, if I just eat nothing but leafy greens, it's like, well, there's nothing there keeping shit yeah, together. Let's roll. Yeah. Probably pretty similar to you because when I see you out about, mm -hmm. you got a, a happiness and a light shining out of you. A little, sometimes. I think you do. Well, I'll take and it. And I, I truly feel like I'm just happier in general because I went through all this and I'm healthy now. Yeah. And I constantly pinch myself. And I had like a stomach bug maybe three weeks ago mm -hmm. where I ate something. But the back of my mind is always like, holy Flattens shit. Flattens time immediately, right? Has it just been dormant? Is yeah. this it? It's like, terrifying. Oh my God. Just even for a second. Even if you can rationalize, like, no, I'm pretty no, sure. Like, no, 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 no. Please, I haven't had a drink in over two years. Yeah. I've been vegan almost a year. No, 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 no. And then, thank God, it was just a bug or whatever. Somebody yeah. washing their hands and something in a restaurant or whatever. But the second I was back to a regular bathroom time, mm -hmm. I'm just so grateful and I feel like I kind of walk around we'll like Jimmy Stewart at the end of It's a Wonderful Life of yeah. like, oh my God, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, dude. And you're just a little more grateful. And I think it's definitely made me kinder. The, the toughest for me is like sometimes feeling like, you dumb asshole. You're so lucky. Why are you still like navel gazing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, but you're like known to be, I think everybody I know who knows you, sorry for interrupting, just knows never. like, he's the fucking best. He is a ray of sunshine. Oh yeah. Well, I am, but I also get down and then, sure. but, you, but you find the things to get grateful for, but I got, I do think there's something about, I don't think I was this positive before I had this health stuff and right. got through them. Right. Because you are just so grateful looking back. And when I look at stuff now, and I remember when I was sitting in the hospital, I had shot Twin Peaks, mm -hmm. but it hadn't come out yet. Right. And that was like my favorite show as a kid. God, David how Lynch cool. is just my hero. And yeah. I'm like, oh, please don't let me die here. Yeah. Yellow, not see myself on Twin Peaks. Yeah. And I was even thinking like, I bet they could rush over a copy. Lynch likes me. He's sure. Here. And like, just to, to think about that and to, I just feel so grateful all the time now. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. But I can't take a drink from anyone in a bar, buddy. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, that's a good, that's a solid reason. It's a great thing. It's not well, just like, you know. Well, that's I'm what I need to, to learn. Like, yeah. if there's something beyond this physical stuff of also, if we're here to learn cosmic lessons or whatever else, like for me, I was probably a little bit too much of a people pleaser mm -hmm. or setting boundaries with people or when people come up to you, it's always so nice to have people appreciate your work, but not if they're bringing you booze and getting mad if you don't. And it's yeah. been wonderful to me to look at people like I'm happy to pound a glass of water, even maybe LaCroix. Yeah. Beyond that, brother, I'm sorry. I'm on yeah. the clock. 
And it, some people do get disappointed, especially when they're drunk. And to just be okay with that, to be like, dude, I'm leaving out here <laughs> sober and I'm going to wake up at 7.30 a.m. and fill tomorrow. Great. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was a great lesson for me in that. Because, you know, you don't want to be the, you know, it really, the William Blake, it's the, the road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I uh, heard a thing just like last week that I was like, oh, yeah, 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 that, that makes total sense. It's just like empathy without boundaries is self-destruction. And just like, because I feel like that's oftentimes right. Where I'll be like, well, it's just because like I'm I'm trying to be empathetic or kind, and it's like, yeah, yeah, but you gotta. I mean, that's also patting myself on the back too much because I'm still can be an asshole and a turd. But like, you know, like those things that like if you don't set the boundaries and you don't like look out for number one a little bit. Yeah. Oh boy. No, you have it's it's the ultimate self care. Like yeah. you just because people will really encroach. Yeah. Especially in this town, and, and they'll move in in subtle and smart ways. So, well, it feels like that everything that you have talked about, just like even the catalyst of first being diagnosed, because I was like the same way. I got diagnosed with uh, colitis, and I had never heard of it before. And he gave me like some pills, and I thought I thought it was basically the same thing. Like, oh, you got the flu, because like I took the pills for a month, I didn't feel good, and then it went away. So I was wow. like, I didn't even realize that it was a thing until it came back ten months later. Like I didn't know what it wow. was. But like, it seems like you took every instance of misfortune really like turned it upside down. Sort of, but also through taking Vicodin that they give you and taking prednisone and partying a ton. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I look back on how I used to, to live when I was like 23, 24, and I'm like, man, that's not how you should live when you're We're all trash cans time. though. For sure. Yeah. But I was just diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Yeah. So I was like, I'm sitting here being a trash can with Crohn's disease. I'm like, I'm so, so lucky. Yeah. Because it just could have turned another way. And I think the worst thing, and I hope we figure out all this stuff, because if these opioids are taking out Prince and Tom Petty, mm -hmm. don't, I'm the last person that should have been getting 180 Vicodin every time I went to the doctor. That's and nuts. Just, no, every time. Every time. God, I mean, And look, even now I'll go and they'll look at my charts and I go, hold on, well, you don't want any pain for the management? You got arthritis and Crohn's. I don't have any symptoms. Right. Like I walked 21,000 steps, not to name drop, a few days ago. I'm like, I have no symptoms in my knee. I did physical therapy. I That's did all fantastic. this other. and I'm, but, but it's like, they're so quick to do it, and it really freaks me out. And I think they're I, less quick now. I, I hope. Because I yeah, feel like I'm I used sure to be are. offered it a ton. Right? And honestly, I I still like the occasional pill. I'm like, cool. Oh, um, God. Are, are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Like, I have the one friend that every time I see him, is like, well, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. But... You know, then you actually, but giving somebody 180. That's and nice. I That's what know, leads to. No, and that's why I do hope people explore CBD because I know for me, yeah. e even now, those rare times I'll have a little bit of something, I can have the CBD and the discomfort will go away and I don't get high. Right. Although I'll say it's a calming thing. I do think you have a slight, when they say don't get high, I don't think that's necessarily oh, true. I, I feel calm for yeah, sure. There's I, like, I'm like Zend out. I take like this uh, occasionally by there's like a coffee store right, or a coffee place right by uh, Sony at work. So I occasionally stop in there and they'd sell like CBD teas and they were delightful. And like the first time I remember it was like the guy was saying like uh, the first time I had it, it was like, he's like, it's pretty good. It's like, I, he's like, I drink it after work. It's like, to me, it's like the equivalent of like having like a, a half a beer. And I was like, all right. So I drank like the whole thing. And then immediately went to a table read and like was in his, and I was reading a bunch of roles. And like, I remember the first time opened my mouth to say like a line. I was like, have it fit. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's a thing I was not expecting, but it is like, it is very in chill. The white room with black. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's definitely slightly psychotropic. 
And I also think it's because maybe your body wants it. Or you maybe your body likes it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a little more. We, we, yeah. Did you find, though, like, I remember uh, now that I have, like, the luxury of just, like, a pill is fun. It's not just, like, if you don't, I mean, look, we can go down the hole. The, oh, yeah. It's very incredibly problematic. And as are all God, yes. But um, I used to take, like, Vicodin, not that often, but I would save them for, like, special occasions when I was sick. Not because it made me feel groovy. It just, like, it, st- it stopped me up. Oh and yeah. It would just no. it would take me if I was like at a negative ten, which I was like existing at, it would take me to like a negative one. So I could like go if like it was a whatever special somebody just sold a thing or it's like a yeah. wedding, it would just make me feel normal. Make me feel normal. Yeah, for or like a three date. Or four hours. Like yeah. You take one of those, but then you know you're you're fighting through the loopiness of the Vicodin. Well, it never made me loopy. It maybe because oh, because I was like it was really just like I was such a uh, at such a deficit, so it just made me feel like oh it didn't even t- oh so that was like it was like it was like that's what I was like this is I get why people get very into this just because it made me feel normal. You're literally not running to the bathroom. Yeah. Like I mean for like three hours it was like no. holy fuck and I it's a gift in three or four and hours. you're so bound up yeah that it's crazy yeah. Yeah, and that's and I totally see why people would go to that. Where it's like, yeah. oh, I, I'm not going to the bathroom ten times a day. I take this pill, but yeah, it's so it's tough. all a slippery slope. It's so tough, and then you know it always hangs over you. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's in relapse, and I sure hope it's I'm able to just keep managing it with diet and everything else. But I know I sure feel good, and I know if nothing else, it's been a heck of a lot. Isn't that the whole thing? Yeah, it's all of it. It yeah. hangs over every, every every bit of this, and like for me, weirdly, I've had. Two of the best, like, young actors I ever worked with both mm. passed away way too young. And something God, like... that's such yeah, a... It's yeah, so confounding. It's bizarre. Lee, Lee Thompson Young and Anton Yelchin. Mm-hmm. And they were two of the greatest, like, if I'd say the oldest souls. And when you when you see stuff like that, it also puts everything... You're like, how does that happen? Yeah. Oh, my God. And you just realize every, every day we're here is, is a gift. It really... And Anton especially is, like, just such a freak, weird accident. Dude. And, like, I have friends who have, like you know, uh, just things got too much and then jumped off of buildings and like other people with like drugs. And that's like, okay, that's another form of uh, heartbreak and it's confounding for another reason. But oh, like, yeah. just like that kind of freak accident. Like, oh Parking my God. your car? Yeah. Because it was a recall from yeah. Jeep? That's fucking Going nuts. to band pre- I mean, this was the guy like, we did this movie Green Room mm-hmm. where we played yeah. good guy versus bad guy. And some people are method. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've got a gun on him c- calling him homophobic slurs and the yellow sure. cut and then he and I are laughing about bands and going to craft services so much better he would drive I would do the edible weed chiba chews mm-hmm. and he would drive me around Portland oh that's fun like you got a chiba chews I can't do them anymore Eric. I get too hot I can't do it no I'll drive you let's go and he was just the, the greatest like yeah. you just can't can't make any sense of it except maybe his work here was done I, I don't know but stuff like that yeah. it even makes my health stuff pale in comparison it's just another one of those things like god every day we're here is just a a gift. Well, how do you, uh, I know we already kind of talked about this, how do you continue to remind yourself of that? I try to click into gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was having, you know, you, you go up and down and then for me, it's just always just trying to get to gratitude. Right. And then just too often weird, weird magical things seem to happen that, that help me stay there. Mm-hmm. Like I got to, like I love going to Neil Young shows mm-hmm. and seeing Neil Young with Promise of the Real. Mm-hmm. And then I did Doug Benson's Weed Podcast sure. the other day, having just gotten back from seeing Neil and the Real, which is Neil Young with Lucas Nelson's band. Yeah. And I go in the green room and there's Lucas Nelson. Really? It's like I just saw you and Eugene and Napa 
And like, it's just these weird magical coincidences right. that seem to happen where I'm like, okay, you just kind of seem all clicked in and dialed in, but yeah, dude, it's always a battle. Right. And, and I know for me, I think there's a million ways to get there for, for me, meditating helps a ton. Right. Do you do TM or just, I do TM and mm-hmm. I, and when I'm going great, I do it twice a day. And there's oh. those other guys like, like David Lynch has never missed. Like my wife's like, you really do it? Have done it every day. every day? He's like, I have not missed a meditation since February, blah blah blah, nineteen seventy nine. Jesus. And I'm not there, but I know for me, when I'm when I'm doing it, it's a really great practice for me. And that they also have such incredible physical yeah. side effects from it. Do you uh, do ten minutes, twenty? What do you do? I do twenty minutes twice mm-hmm. a day. So I, I do twenty minutes with the mantra, five minutes without. Right. And it's really kind of amazing. And I think it's not a uh, religion or it's not a cult you learn to do it and like three minutes later you're doing it yeah but it's a pretty amazing practice when you look at like oprah and howard stern and all these steve jobs and all these other guys it's almost like just putting fuel in my tank it's a definitely a weird thing and i would love to see and i think it's going there modern medicine pushing things toward that yeah because i think if you had more crohn's and colitis patients going toward mindfulness and eating and no taco bell and like your palate changes. Like I used to hate cauliflower. I used yeah. to hate eggplant. Yeah. Now I crave it. I right. love it. And the reason I'm craving is my body is getting vitamins and nutrients that it can easily process because I'm eating it in food form. You're and also, it goes to the Crohn's. You've also like so much because you've created those habits and you've created structure. Yeah. But also like your body regenerates. What is it, like every seven years, every exactly. cell regenerates. Exactly. So like you can recreate. It's like your credit report yeah. years after seven years. So yeah. it's like I want to change them on, on a cellular level. And I think every day of health, you can kind of do that. What would you say is your like advice for anybody else? Because I think gratitude is like the biggest thing to come back to. That can be for yeah. that can be applied it's a battle to anything. Me. It's a, it's a battle. But like that could be that's applicable to uh, depression. That's applicable yeah. to just being, um, you know, feeling gloomy, feeling like yeah. bluesies. But like, what is your advice for anybody who's specifically going through like a chronic issue? Because that's that's different than just being like oh like it's so hard is, and it's so easy to everything. say gratitude from a guy whose job is forty five minutes of talking like an animated bear like <laughs> but, but isn't that like part of the thing though no that is and like, that's over God, and over again where I'm like thank God for wee bear bears like yeah. thank God that this worked out where I get yeah. to play myself but it's like for those people going through it it's the last thing you want to hear when you're in that and I've sat through and smiled when suffering people like gratitude or any of this other stuff or. But like, it's just fuck you. Fuck you. You don't like you thirty times in a day. Support group. Yeah. yeah. Were you at thirty ever? Oh yeah. Oh my god, man. Oh, See, dude. I think you had a, a clearly a much I mean, much more. That, I was like, there was a point. Thirty where, like, times a day. I was to the point where I used to take I used to take these baths uh, like every morning just because my ass was so inflamed and I was just like so sore and it got to a point I couldn't take the baths anymore because I didn't have any. There was literally like no meat or fat, so like on my body. So like just sitting in the porcelain, like the bone on that, the bone on porcelain was just like hurt too much. So it was like I was. To Are the you point, kidding? No, it was nuts. It was crazy, and it's like looking back through it now, it's like I can't believe that I was working through all that shit. No, that's where and not yeah. telling people about this because I had no clue really until you posted afterward and after the yeah. surgery. Well, that's like the thing. Like, well, you don't want to you you fight through it. And don't want to let people know. Like I remember filming in Morocco uh-huh. and being terrified. And I was the only one there that did not get a serious stomach ailment. That's crazy. We were in Warzazat, Morocco, mm-hmm. and I'd never left the country before. And everyone else That's was, a crazy first yeah, place. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Mike, Mike McMillan is this great guy I acted with over there showing these pictures. He's like, you're surrounded by orbs and all these pictures, Eric. 
And I remember feeling like I was protected. Wow. You got to be hippy dippy to survive. I don't know. For me, it works. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. But I also think it's like, if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. yeah. Find your but own if it way. Works but for you, but man. For, for the person struggling with it, just know, like, if nothing else, you and I are two people that have been through the ringer with this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And right now, we're sitting here happy, healthy at work, um, inside your incredible palatial manor in Hollywood. Oh my like, god. We, we, we got very, very lucky, friend, because. We're not naive. We know there's tons of people who didn't have, have happy endings, but no. And I think so much of it is. I mean, there's uh, clearly a talent element, but so much of it is just such fucking dumb luck. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So, so much of it, and then also, to let thy food be thy medicine, thy medicine be thy food. Mm-hmm. Before you go down the route of pills and everything else, just really try changing how you eat. Right. Because I notice for me now, since I don't take medication, I take Chinese herbs or something. Anything I put in my body now, my body will tell me how I feel. Right. To a really funny degree. Because there's no mask. No. Yeah. And there's no, there's nothing else. So there's certain things that are disappointing. Like, really? You don't like this? This bread? This is great bread. Really? Nope. We like sourdough. Right. It's fermented. We like that. It's basic. Nope. And so everything that comes in now, I kind of process it and am mindful of it. And I hope people that are listening can maybe do that instead of just getting the drugs the doctor gives you. Right. Don't run from the drugs if you need them because no. when, you, when your back's against the wall, you want master medicine. I That's think, what saved you. Yes, I but, think the perfect marriage yeah. is like somewhere in between. It's, it's perfect. You shouldn't. I mean, look, we've you know, there's back in the day, I would have been dead at 23. Just like diarrhea would have fucking killed me. No, that, that's you know? it. That's. And did you ever have? I remember ago. the other weird thing I just thought of is I had skin stuff where I was working as a bouncer at the Cat and the Fiddle, mm-hmm. and this was a side effect of the Crohn's and the arthritis. Yeah, was I started getting. Um, like psoriasis. I, yeah, I, on was, my, I did like, you on really? My, it was on my joints. I get it on my yes. Yeah, and I it remember, and I got to give. He's magical, and his mom's magical. I was working as a bouncer. Mm-hmm. His Jake Johnson's now wife was working as a bartender. I remember that. And he found out, and he his mom sent me a salve. His mom's like a healer. Wow. And put this. They they wanted me to start doing Enbrel, and get injections every single day. Yep. And if I listened to the doctors. I would now, 15 years later, be getting Enbrel every single day, and who knows what that would have done. Yeah. But instead, she sent me this weird salve, and it magically healed. So much so, my, my acupuncturist last week was like, Eric, can we find out who's in that salve? Just so we know that. down the road. This is like this the peanut butter solution. Yeah, we no, gotta find that's this shit. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I remember Jake. Jake's mom saved me, and I remember, you know, even now, the fact that my skin is all fine, I'm just weirdly gra- grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's, there's weird moments where like I don't know why it manifested those, but like I'll just be looking at my hands every so often, like fuck. Yeah. That is like I don't know why, just my hands is just like I am just very lucky to have these. Isn't that weird? Like yeah. I just looked and I was grateful, or like I just, you know, went on a trip and I was able to walk twenty one thousand steps in a day. And before I had arthritis so bad, when my wife and I would go to Europe, you're like I have a finite amount of steps. Right. And now I can walk twenty one thousand, and I'm just so grateful, and I feel yeah. like a new person. Yeah. I feel like. I'm 42, but I've never been healthier, and right. I am. It's a it's a bizarre duality. Well, yeah, man, it's uh, it's nuts, but you definitely, I think, have um, earned is not mis- maybe necessarily the right way because other people are probably still in the weeds and they feel like yeah. they've probably earned. Yeah, it. But, like the earned fact it. that you may have, but like the fact that you've like put so much effort and thought and mindfulness and also overcome like. Because I found like I was very difficult for me to deal with like anger when I was like in the weeds. Oh, like just like not at other people, just like in this internalized like. Well, it's it's shitty. Yeah, it's just you're like, are you kidding, really? Mm-hmm. Or like other, 
you know, I mean, there's a million stories of trying to run into, into places and just missing the bathroom. And you're like, man, there's oh. no other 24-year-olds having to run into the improv bathroom. Like, I know, I know every bathroom all over LA. Oh I've my sh- God, I've yeah. shit in boxes and tote Dude. bags, in the back of my car, in a trunk, like all over the place. Oh my God. Great stories. Oh, I have so many. That'll be episode two, man. Uh-huh. I just I just have stories, including one doozy from Spokane. To be continued. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I love oh, that. yeah. I went shit all over a door. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in traffic, there was a train, and the Coach View had just given me new Gonzaga shorts. And I was like, I'm either going to ruin the shorts or I'm going to have to drop trout in front of traffic. And I chose traffic. And the pristine white, I still have the shorts, buddy. I sleep in them. Totally worth it. And other people are like, I saw this giant guy (laughs) have explosive. See, it made their day. See, it's all one song. Do you know Doug Mand? No. He's got, I did it, uh, he's got a podcast. I don't know if he's still doing it right now, but it's called Duty Calls. And it's just no. stories. Are you kidding? It's amazing. Genius. Are you I, serious? I did it once and it was such a joy because he like, had, I told one story and he gave me more. I was like, buddy, I've got oh, yeah. hundreds more. How much time do you have? Yeah. Give me a season. But watch it. There's, listen, there's a couple of Gillis areas always amazing. And Phil Lord tells one of my favorite stories I've ever heard. And it's oh, just great. kidding. Really? It's okay. I'm in. I'm in. Get on it. Buddy, this was amazing. This was awesome. I was I so glad you, to finally talk to you about yes. this. And, and you didn't kind know. Of, no, I know. And I was like, this is perfect. Well, it also speaks to like, it's nice to just like, open up. It, well, it really There's is. Certain things are private, a, but other things, they help people. Yeah, I kept it secret forever. Because yeah. like, going to Morocco, if you tell them you have this, and now I'm going to be like, well, I have a track record. I have doctors that will sign off. If you don't believe a physical, yeah. then whatever. But I, I think there's too many people that aren't hearing kind of the message of that there's other ways besides these pills and eating Taco Bell. Yeah. Like, go to the light. Yeah. This is wonderful. Thanks, man. Do the best. I love it. Thanks, buddy. I see evidence. Come on. Isn't that guy great? I mean, he's just a force for good and just such a genuine sweet soul. I love that man. Thank you so much, Eric, for coming out and taking time out of your day to talk with me. I really appreciate it. And I'm glad uh, you're a happy, healthy man. That makes me happy. Um, you should support this guy and all he does. You'll, you can't avoid him. He's everywhere on television. But check out his shows. And also check him out on Twitter. It's Eric J. Edelstein. It's at Eric, E-R-I-C-J, Edelstein, E-D-E-L-S-T-E-I-N. Uh, he's wonderful. I love that guy. Thank you so much, Eric. A couple other thank yous. Thank you to Kingdom Flying Club and Julia Pod for art and music. Thank you to Hayden Fongheiser for doing all the stuff behind the scenes that I cannot do. Uh, And thank you, uh, big time, big time thank yous to all of you guys for listening to this, for taking time out of your day, for welcoming me into your car or your headphones or while you're on the elliptical at the gym. I appreciate it. Uh, It warms my heart. And I love you. Have a great week.